0: Okay, good evening. So this is actually very helpful, actually, for those who have it. As I mentioned last week, anyone memorizing these seven qualities, you know, somebody was asking me, you know, you know, in the real tough situations in life, they can imagine in You know, day in, day out, uh, anxieties and stresses and worries and concerns about their major things in life. Right? Whether we're just talking, people, talking about ISIS or Iran or... People who have very um, serious situations in life, there it's it's a lot harder. And as we'll, we'll learn, it's like a muscle. The, more, the stronger we are in Beit the more successful we are in it. And it, 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 even you don't even have to be the Chavetz Chaim. I'm sure everybody saw the Chavetz Chaim this week, right? That video, how unbelievable. You don't have to be the Chavetz Chaim to uh, to, to, to to be this way. Everyone has the potential uh, to really. Uh, Feel Hashem in our lives. Be, be with Hashem in our lives. I mentioned last week's mission, other the So hopefully, everyone had an unbelievable day today. They felt positive. They felt Hashem in our lives. And as I mentioned last week at length, that to the extent we feel Hashem in our lives, that will bring us simcha. There is no other way. <laughs> there is no other way that a person can always be happy, always be calm, unless we feel Hashem in our lives. It doesn't mean it doesn't work anywhere. It's actually I once saw a story. I, I think I even once said it was on a Shabbos <coughs> actually I saw it I've heard it a few times as well Rebchatzka uh, Abramsky Rebchatzka uh, Abramsky, was one of the great sages of, of Lithuania and actually he was in Russia originally and um, he was in Lithuania trained, learned in Volosian yeshiva and then ended up being a rov in Russia well when the communists came in the 1920s he was a rob of a Russian town, and what of the, they do to many of these rabbanim? they threw him into the, the gulag. <laughs> and when they threw him into the gulag, you never knew if he'd ever come out. And then they never come out, they threw him there, he this was, you know, I once said a famous story about, about Rabkhatska Chatzko- when he later, after he escaped Russia, he went to England, and he was appointed the head of the London Basen, and he was once called into court, and the judge asked him, I heard you're the, the greatest sage in England. He said, Is that true? He said, Yes, Your Honor, that is true. <laughs> so the judge looked at him, he says, Don't you ever hear of humility? He said, But Your Honor, I'm under oath. Right? Mm-hmm. He so he's a great sage. But Ramsky was thrown into a gulag. He had no sitter, no tvilin, no swarib, nothing. Nothing. You know, what, and you don't know if you're ever coming out. You talk about life. He was thrown into a prison with zero, with no reason to think he's ever leaving there, because there are people who never left there. And he said he woke up one morning, and he's about to say Ma'ida <laughs> ani and he said to him, "Moida <laughs> ani I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. So he starts saying, "Moide <laughs> ani I wish we should say every morning. We we'll get to actually thanking Hashem, which is part of Yitochan. Moide ani <laughs> lefanecha <laughs> mel lechay v'kayam. Shehazarta bi nishmasi bechemlo. God gives me back my neshama, my soul, with mercy. Raba <laughs> emunasacha. Great is your emuna. And when he said, "Raba emunasacha," he said, "Emuna ba Hashem." I have Hashem in my life. I know that everything is for the best. He said, "Rabba, And he said, "From that point on, the gulag didn't have him. So he always felt Hashem was with him. Everything will be okay." And now, does that mean that Reb Abramsky was guaranteed he was going to get out? No, it doesn't. It could have been forever Hashem's divine plan. He his plan was to stay in the gulag forever. It could have been that he would be there for forty years. He actually got out, you know. So I think it was several months later. Um, but it meant that Hashem's with him and everything that's happening to me to today, it's for my best. It's exactly what I need. This is exactly perfectly what I need. And when a person has that, there's 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 nothing there's nothing comparable. And as I mentioned last week, the more we feel Hashem in our lives, the more, the more it becomes reality. So, these seven things we'll get to today, but I'll tell you Hashkacha brought this. I'll tell you, unbelievable. I, I learned this in Lake Yeshiva, 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. So as I mentioned, I became very into learning Betachan. So I made this little card from my laminated, and I actually wrote out, I broke down the Lavavas into Hebrew, and I, the major points, and like, I, I made it, and I haven't seen this for years. I don't know when the last time I saw this is years. And earlier this week, I was moving something around my papers, and this pops up. <laughs> this, po- this is my breakdown of the whole chapter of so course I, 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 I haven't seen this for years, many years. And I did this. Why did I do this? This is important. I did this so when I wa- would walk in Lakewood, I would think over these principles. I When you break it down to the, like this kind of card, right? This is actually one of these sections of this card in Hebrew, you inculcate it. So the more a person absorbs this safer, the more successful will be in feeling Hashem, loving Hashem, seeing Hashem in our lives. Now what, what I mentioned, that school is no guarantee, but what I also have said a couple of times is very true, we'll see this more and more as we go on, that the more a person's miachal, the more a person puts hope in Hashem, the more bracha they have in their lives. I mentioned last week, the more you trust in someone, the more that person wants to help you out, the more we trust in Hashem, the more we have Hashem in our lives, the more bracha we have. Now, it doesn't excuse us again from doing what we have to do, but when we do that, um, actually, I saw that Rabbi Falk. Anyone know, anyone know who Rabbi Falk is? Pesach Falk? So his brother-in-law is Ramat HaSeal Salam, and Rabbi Falk teaches in Solomon um, is it was, the it mashgiach lek. Rabbi Falk teaches in Gateshead Seminary in England. Okay, Gateshead's uh, a, a, a great town, probably the biggest Torah town as a town in Europe. Um, it has the best yeshiva in Europe, and it has one of the best seminaries in Europe. Gateshead, Northern England. Not, it's known for nothing but it's for its Jewish community. There's nothing else there. Uh, so he, so Ray Falk actually he wrote a book in English called Modesty like the Jewish it's a book for uh, for ladies Modesty which people uh he's a, he's a post-sec uh, he said the following story he said that he told a couple once this story is a shot based on a story that he knew he said there's a couple there's a couple that you know they got married were childless for several years and, then, and what are they they were childless so they try to have children, they, you know, after usually, if you're married for two years and you don't have children, you usually look at the fertility, something something, sh- prob- most probably wrong, doesn't mean it's not rectifiable, In most of cases are rectifiable, but it means if there's two years of marriage, and you don't have children, you're, you're not on any, that's a typical role that's going to tell you, start looking into something. If you're much older and you get married, don't even wait two years, this is actually important. People were 35 plus ladies when they used to get married. You usually gotta check yourself right away um, for this. Fine. So this couple was didn't have kids several years. They did treatments. They they were, you know they were they were davening, and nothing. Nine years, the first nine years of marriage they had no kids, and lo and behold, one of the tzaddikim of the generation, one of the one of the righteous people of the generation. Um, one of the righteous people of the generation came uh, on. not only did he come into the neighbor he came on their block he was staying in a family down the block and this person was renowned for his brachas so his wife tells the husband he's literally on the block go get a bracha go get a bracha so the Rav said I have a good feeling you have a br- baby this year you have a bracha ten months later baby and you know it's, here's the odd thing of life with Pitochan. so the wife was sad I can't believe it she was very happy had a baby but we sh- could have got a bracha nine years ago we would have had a nine year old child find now if all we needed was this bracha from this big tzaddik right if all we needed was bracha from this big tzaddik we should have got the bracha nine years ago we would have had a nine year old kid who knows we may have had other kids afterwards what are we waiting? what do we wait for so the husband said you know you're missing the boat we're supposed to have a kid so Hashem sent the tzaddik down the block <laughs> Where is, now is when we're supposed to have a kid so Hashem sent the tzaddik down the block so Rabbi, Z- Rabbi, Z- Rabbi Falk said that's the pshat this is unbelievable that is the explanation that Shlomo HaMelech says in Kohelis 3-2 there's a time to be born and a time to die we a time to be born okay is there any novel thought in that? So he said, there's some times where it's not the time yet. And when the time comes, that tzaddik, that thing will be there. That, that, that something will be there. Um, now, uh, what's important in this story, okay, is A, they did what they had to do. If they didn't do the right, they could have never had a kid. Uh, well, you can't, we're not, you know, unless you're Shivan Boyar we're not, you know, no, no miracles are happening. We are obligated to deal in the natural world. Also possible, a person, what could block a person is prayer. Right? If a person doesn't pray. And on top of that, talking brings a person merit as, as, as well. So, we're gonna go back to the safer. But again, it should be, it's other, we should be bringing this into our lives. Really, I, I think that as, uh, as, uh, a, a person, as I mentioned this before, the number one perk of being a rabbi is not the salary, believe it or not, but you get to live vicariously. You get to live vicariously. What do you mean vicariously? You get to see people's lives. And, you know, so many people, so many of us, we, we just don't enjoy lives, our lives, to the extent we could. Right? We, we don't, We're happy not being so happy. (laughs) We're content. It should be. At the end of the day, we say, how lucky I am. How wonderful life is. How fantastic my life is. How great things are. How enjoyable it is to live in Hashem's world. Right? How close I feel to Hashem. That's normal for a Jew. That's not the Chavitz That's how a normal Jew is supposed to live. That's how Hashem wants us to live you know sometimes we see our, like, our little kids and they're crying and they're upset and we feel like what are you you know what are you doing anything Hashem sees us doing the same thing right we're supposed to be ecstatic you know I, uh, when, you, when you take your kids on a trip right? what, do you, what do you think kids on a are just supposed to be happy and there's so many great things on a trip and all they do is Kvetch I want this I complain I want this and they don't enjoy the trip Right? They want the soda the whole time. They're worried about the soda. They can't enjoy the, the, the park, wherever else it is. Right? And we are a little bit that like that sometimes, or often. We're supposed to be, you know, so happy in life, not content with on a spiritual level. That's a different discussion. But appreciating the brachas, feeling close to Hashem, loving life. And that's what bitachan really means, that, yeah, there are real challenges, and there are stresses in, in this world. But the norm for us should be how lucky I am, how wonderful things are, how how great it is. And as I mentioned last week, I think Dr. A- A- Alafra took this, these, this seven, to the extent that we discussed it at 11, is pounded into our head, right? This is the first foundation of bitakhan. This is the first foundation. Now, I mean foundation for Bitochan under all circumstances, right? Bitokhan doesn't mean when life is going swell. Bitakhan means when you're dating and you're not getting married. <laughs> Taka means when you're raising your kids and they're not, they're giving you a hard time. Itaha means when you're looking for a job or you don't like your boss. Itaha means when you don't feel great, right? You have to take, you have to be taking care of yourself. That's what Bittachem means. The more we have these seven things, the greater is our, our, our talk. So I mentioned last week, at the end of going through these seven things at length, that the only person who has these seven things is HaKadosh Baruchel. And I said, we'll hold here because I want to review these seven things again. Okay? And, you know, this is, class is recorded. There are English books on this. It, this if you, th- this is like a recipe for success. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat something I said in the first class. When I started learning B'Tocham 13 years ago, I, I had this idea like what I wanted to figure out what I was going to do with my life. You know, I had multiple paths to take, right? You know, I have like that Robert, For, you know, For, uh, For, Frost, uh, the road not taken. I had multiple roads not taken, and I think you know, I'll do be talking and figure out what I want to do with my life. You don't feel sorry one No, 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 not at all. In fact, I, I'm happy with to law school. I'm happy not a lawyer. <laughs> right, you know, but my point is, is when I started be on, really, really, I didn't even anticipate that it would at all that it would affect every area of my life right like literally every area of my life it's like a person who has Bitochon and a person who doesn't is like two different creatures it is two different galaxies two different Jews two different Orthodox Jews two, ter- two different Torah Jews right? it's like every decision is different every reality of how you rule and feeling of Hashem in your life is, is different there's no chasm. There's no break in anything you do. It's all without showing. Again, it's not going to excuse us for really what we have to do. Right? But we're, we're not guided. and We all know this. If I tell us God runs the world, okay, God runs the world. But do we to live this and how it affects literally everything in our truly happiness, happiness in this world. It's mine Like This is the greatest investment. If we conquer this, we we better our lives, we better our spouses' lives we better our children's lives, we, we, we increase our, our world to come, nothing less <laughs> we increase our world to come we increase our world to come, but I'd say even more importantly this world <laughs> right? and not that those world is more important but to the extent we create this world it's like a circle, Right? we're able to do more we have more strength, we have more vitality, we're happier in this world, and Hashem wants us to be happy you know, go back to the park when, you know, you take your kids to the park, you're spending how much money on vacation, and all you did is your kids are complaining the whole time. You're a happy parent. Hashem gives us so much. So let's go through these seven things now that we're connecting it to Hajjum. We're going through these seven conditions to believe, to tr- truly trust in anyone. Remember, we went through this how each one is so crucially important and able to put complete faith, complete trust. They're not found in any human being. And in Psalm Kulan, the b'riyos, all of these imperfection are found in Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Shumerachim al Hashem has mercy, mercy on His creations. Shkamoshe kasev rachum v'chanan Hashem. Hashem is rachum v'chanani. Hashem is mercy and compassion. The Amr, even, uh, 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 uh Yonah says, uh, Anilo Akhos al Nineveh era Gedei Law. Right, the Sefer Yonah, Hashem says to Yonah, I shouldn't have mercy on my great city of Nineveh vshe'enum is Alab. So the first thing is, for Shem mercy. Now it's not, you know, Hashem loves me. So, you know how great people may learn Chavas Loavas. Now, truth be told, if you had learned, if we had learned the Sefer, he has a whole shahar of seeing Hashem in our lives. Seeing Hashem in the world. That's a whole ten chapters here. About looking at nature, looking at the world, and seeing Hashem. But I, I we say Hashem has the ultimate love for us. There's nobody who loves us as much as Hashem. But you know how you, you really do, do this? You think about it during the day. Right? Let's say, I have a good head. Wow, I'm good at math. How lucky I am who, der, der, that's an eight. I'm a good-looking person. You should feel good. shouldn't give you a good-looking person, right? You have a great husband. Again, this is for the ladies listening to this class, right? I, this is great, fantastic. How lucky I am, right? I, have, I can I can pay my bills. I, I'm, I, 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 I'm healthy. I can go for a walk. I'm not in two degrees in New York. Every, you should know this whole week. I, I walk like I don't walk too much. I walk every day. You know, I say how lucky I am, <laughs> right? You know, this is great. You should feel Hashem's love when you when when a person when a person's you know thinking, right? Even the ability to hear, to see. When a person has lucky enough to have children, you're looking at your children. How lucky I am! Right? I mean, this it's not like an, you not know, can oh, Hashem loves me, but feeling Hashem's love. Right, feeling, you know, in, in every, 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 at every minute, every second in our body, there's billions and trillions of, of miracles going on, every second in our lives. Right? You no know, one needs to get married. you know how hard that is. <laughs> Two people in the whole galaxy, you know, you, know, you know, to be able to be healthy, to be, you feel, you to, you to make that a reality. Think about that. That Hashem loves me a Kaddish Baruch who cares about me I found my notes after, not even looking for it by the way now if were, it wouldn't be one thing I spent five hours looking for these notes I forgot I even wrote them to be honest right, but I just popped into, I mean, you, can turn the, you know it just popped up, popped up you know, I'm literally moving fa- papers, you know, and I was on the phone, so I was sitting there going through this and it just pops up out of nowhere right, Hashem loves me a person has to feel Hashem's love um below l'adon v'sh'einu m's'alem right v'sh'einu right. m's'alem right next thing is what, what Hashem is with me wherever I happen to be right we spoke loudly that you can't trust somebody even if somebody loves you but they're not with you at all times Right. How do you know when they're not with you? They'll be like, okay, but Hashem doesn't sleep. HaKarash Baruch is in a misalim. Hinei lo yonim v'lo yishon. Shommer Yishon. When did we say that? Shommer right. Yishon. How do we say Shommer He ne lo yonim v'lo yishon. God is a constant shommer for the Jewish people. He's constantly watching out, out over us. V'shu. Um, right. So HaKarash Baruch Hu is Loyanum yonim v'lo You know, actually... You know, I once there's Rabbi Falk said a story over that there was uh, you, know, you know that there's a boy. He's about thir- this is thirty thirty five years ago. there's a boy in Eretz Yisrael. He was a yeshiva bacher, and you know he was really into learning. We, you know, in Eretz Yisrael you can find people. I was once on a, on a, on, a, on a on a tender from Tifra which is in the south, going all the way up. To now, it's a couple hours. And I was on this tender, and Tifach is one of the top Israeli yeshivas. And a boy was like been 14 years old, gets in this tender. And a guy's next to him. And this, this is unbelievable. The guy says to him, What are you learning? He says, Yavomas. So they went through Baal Peh. Two hours straight, they were going through through Yavamas like without a Gemara for them. I, you know, I, I, was, I was, I think, eighteen at the time. I was like floored. <laughs> you know, I got in this tender. This this is a fourteen year old kid was going through the Masechta, being with this guy, and, they, and they're just sitting there. The Gemara says that and they're just going through, they like, literally line by line to the Gemara. So you could find such people in in, in Israel who are so, you know unbelievable this is, it is the, the treasure of Kalal so a boy gets on a taxi a boy is on a taxi and he was very into learning okay he gets on the, and he's learning in the taxi he gets out of the taxi and he it, it, because he forgot to actually pay in a taxi he thought someone was just giving him a tramp you know in Israel they did tramp they, they they hitch right so he gets out of the taxi and he starts walking away and it, you know the taxi driver sees the boy and he figures this guy <laughs> this is all the time. He, he, you know, he was Michael. He gave him off. The boy kept walking, like you know, twenty feet, and he realized, oh, I just took a taxi. He turns around, around, and to get to the taxi, he starts running after, and then, and then just turn the light turns green, and it goes. And he's saying, oh my goodness, I have to pay the taxi driver. I have to pay the taxi driver. So he can't believe I was this Amagano. He'll think, what a cheloh Hashem. He'll think the religious kid people don't pay. You know, and he starts running after this taxi driver, and literally, like five blocks later, he gets him in a red light, and he knocks on the taxi driver's window. He says, ah, "I need to show up, I have to pay." So the taxi driver said, looks at him and he says, "Paul, my right? He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe that this boy around blocks. He was Michael on it just to pay him. So." Thirty years later, this boy is walking now a, a gentleman, a man, probably with his with grandchildren. And you know, Israel. Thirty years later, uh, <coughs> he's walking Yushalayim and he sees a shear by a prominent rov on Kiddush Hashem. This, uh, this, this, this prominent, this prominent, this prominent uh, rav, giving a she'er on Kiddush. He said, he said, he said, a he, 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 he said that a Kiddush Hashem in life. Right, you'll always have a result, and very often you always see it. So this this guy who went to the sheriff said, "You know what? I remember 30 years ago, this taxi driver was so blown away by by doing this. But you know what? I've never seen anything come from this. I've never seen anything come from this. So the 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 Rav said, 'Ani <laughs> hanahag.' I was. You heard the story for? he no, no, felt it I yeah, it was a taxi driver so what's the story you could have been 30 years this person think you know I did something I don't get back very often people we do things we don't see I'll tell you a famous story um, there's a guy his name is Ruby Shrone in Flatbush in Flatbush New York uh, he's uh, friendly with my my, my family Ruby Shrone. I just read an article last year he's honored by a goodest Israel and the New York Times had an article on him New York's new billionaire. The guy's worth a billion, a billion dollars plus of real estate. He's a major, major, uh, real estate mogul in New York. Big Baltstocka, Ben Teira When he first started out marriage, this is an unbelievable story. He was, a, you know, he, children of Holocaust are very simple. And he bought a house in an East 9th, I think an I in, in Flatbush. And asked he could barely afford the house. You know, at the time at the time I think he was I, I, he was just leaving colal to start in real estate and um, you know he had been in the house for a few, for a few weeks and one day one of his kids are playing and he smashed through they, they bought the house had, uh, including furniture they smashed through one of the beds like in the back part of the, of the bed and under they find a jewelry box, a box inside the box, this is a true story you can, can ask anyone. Remember. Inside the box, there was jewels and cash worth $40,000. $40,000 40 years ago. Right, That's more than probably as much as the house was probably worth or close to it, right? $40,000. I mean, he could have went back to call He didn't know what to do. See, <coughs> he went to Ramayusha Feinstein. And Ramayusha told him, he said, you know, he said he bought the house. He bought everything that's in the house. So much said a stumbling and didn't Know this was there, and not have this in mind. The, the I think do was to call the family back and tell them he found this. Now this is to Thomas. So Ruby Shon calls up this family, calls up this family, and he called the children. And the children said the children were Jews, not observant Jews. Children said that um, that you know we knew that our parents had this money. There were I think there were survivors. The Holocaust they, they hid it. They didn't run around. But we never knew where it was. We couldn't find it. But we knew when we sold an orthodox Jew like yourself the house, that if you would ever find it, you'd give it back to us. And Kachava, if you ever ask Mr. Shon how he's a billionaire today, he'll tell you his story. Right? You imagine a young couple having that kind of, right, fine. Some is it's immediately, right? But imagine that you gave it back now, and he never found out. Right? There's no question that our would have paid it back. Right? means you know that Hashem is going to give exactly what we want, right? There's, because right, you could feel like what did I do huh. if you do the right thing Hashem knows everything you may see it maybe 30 years later when, when, when the taxi driver is the Rosh Hashimah, who, who made it, you, could, you and this guy gets that merit it could have been that you become a billionaire or it could have been you never see in this world but it affected your life in some fantastic way and Kodesh Baruch Hu gives and constantly nothing is hidden from Hashem he's at all times and, and every and everywhere and which, by the way, you know, one of the ways to do that is, I think I'm going to read your sheet, or my sheet, big. Hashem is with me wherever I happen to be. And, He is always ready to help me. So, the more we're cognizant, the more we're aware of Hashem in our lives, the more we make ourselves feel that Hashem is in our lives. I think a Ravigler Miller once said, like for an executive, you're in your office, he said, close the door. From Akhtatir, close the door. And in the middle of the day, stand up in your side. Hello, Hashem! You're, you're the executive of the office. You, you think, well, are Hashem's world. Now, we can do that when we say a blessing. Every time if we would stop and say a blessing, we feel Hashem in our lives. But if we don't feel Hashem in our lives, it's hard to be trusted in it. Right? It's hard to be cognizant in it. I'm not saying, by the way, if you're in an office, like an intel in the middle of the day, <laughs> hey, hello, Hashem! Right? please don't do that for many reasons. One is, probably, a not and two, for arrest you. So, right? but, when you that may when you So is, when you say, do that for you reasons. you, is, please don't you that a many reasons. don't feel, that you don't if we're like not, you know, cause again, the intellectual core, uh, God created the world. Right? This is not, I'm not doing a discovery class over here. I'm not doing Asher Torahs. Everyone believes in Hashem in this room. If they didn't, if if, if they, if you can't even start this unless you know that. because so we all believe in Hashem. <laughs> but, so after we believe in Hashem, so, you know, do we feel Hashem? Do we know? This is God's world, right? We all know that. <laughs> Do we do we live with that reality? And, we, and that I think we're the most saying: get up in the middle of the day and say, "Hello, Hashem," right? You know, you know. He actually said, "Think, like, put your hand jacket." He's he talking to like uh, a yeshiva guy who is in his office. When he lay down, has a hand jacket there. What a beautiful world it is! What a great day! Right, That, that you live with a different presence. Right, the more means, we're, we're of course, the more we ingrain this. But the more these principles are ingrained in us, the more we can rely on Hashem. The more, the you seem, what's, no? You sure? Do you want to say hello to Hashem now? <laughs> no, no, don't do that. So, the more they're ingrained in us, the more that, that they're part of us, I, 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 I don't know if I, think about it. I mean, I'm pretty sure I said it here, but if I did, I'm just repeat this now. I had somebody in my office with the Skype, did I say it last week? I said it last week, right? Hey, the more we Skype with Hashem, the more we email and text and write letters and talk on the phone with Hashem, the more Hashem's in our lives. Just like a parent. If you have a parent where you don't see, you don't talk to, you don't hear from, you're not gonna feel them as part of your lives. Right? You're just not going to feel them as part of. Life. So the more we're cognizant, aware of Hakadosh Bar in the world, he, Hashem is everywhere at all times. The more we can say Hashem is is, is always is always there. Number three, in how it relates to Hashem is Who Chacham Velo God is right here. I think it says Hashem is stronger and smarter than ever in the world. so He can find solutions to problems that seem impossible to solve. Hashem is Chacham v'loyunsach, kemoshachasem. Chacham levav v'ametz koch, mihikshe e'lovi ashlem. And Hashem is Chacham and he can't be o- overcome, right? He's, he's, the karjbarchu, uh, is the, 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 knows everything. There's no solution that's impossible for Hashem. Means even if he looks, everything looks negative. There's absolutely no hope, right? It absolutely doesn't look like anything possible in the horizon. Because one minute could fix it. And one minute could could change the whole thing. And let me ask you an honest question. This is stolen. 1980. 1980. I'm nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty. 1980. If I would have told you by 1990, there would be no more Soviet Union at all. Would you believe me? Not a million years, right? No, who could believe that... In, all these Jews would get out that, that there'd be no getting, getting Jews getting out, there'd be no Soviet Union, there'd be no communism, that Russia will be separated from these countries. For a million years we'd thought, like boom. Boom. Right? And the Baruch could change things in one minute. What about a Soviet What? What about a Soviet So you know, the question is, is it's forbidden to rely on miracles, and that's true. It doesn't mean you rely on miracles. You have faith in Hashem that if if it's best for you, He'll change the situation. You're obligated. We're obligated to do exactly what we need to, right? So you can't you can't live a life trying miracles. That's why I started in the beginning. If you want to have a child, <laughs> certain things you got to do to have a child. It's not happening otherwise, right? You have to obviously be married, someone have relations, and then you gotta. If you're not having a child, then you then you gotta do what's scientifically necessary. You can't just say it will happen. But even with that, right? Even if it looks. You know, it's in, you know, obviously, uh, Sarah Imenu, right, obviously was barren, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu changed her for this. Now, they weren't relying on us, they did what they have to, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu could change that, even if, ne- if necessary. It just means that there's no situation that's locked. And even if, even if we don't see the solution today, Hashem could create the solution for tomorrow, or even today. Right? That's what Bitaqa means, and in one minute, I can change In one minute, I can have that break. In one minute, you know... know, Actually, this is serious. I think Rabbi Yaakov know There are Nebuch diseases today that are... There's no cure. So, um, so if a person has that, obviously... We're not going to do that right today, but... The Betochan is that this is what's best for them. And whatever happens, it doesn't mean they're going to get better. Because... (laughs) There's no cure, right? You know, that's that's relying on a miracle, right? Um, I remember, what? what? So Rabbi Yaakov... someone asked Sarabiakov, what should I do for? You should say, pray to Hashem, pray to Hashem, pray to Hashem that a cure should be should be found. Pray, that's what you should pray. Because if a cure is found, then it's not a miracle. Okay? Pray to Hashem that you should find the cure. Uh, Pesach Kron personally told me that when he lost his father and he went, when he went to Shimon Schwab who was one of the great sages in New York uh, when his father was sick he said I have to be tough or my father will be better Schwab says you have no guarantees you have to be it. whatever Hashem does is for the best um, but I did actually hear you, you heard of this guy Rush Limbo too left wing for you Mrs. Dolan he's a liberal a little bit right <laughs> Uh, so, he's uh, my favorite. He's your favorite, okay? Uh, I, I don't usually listen to him, to be honest. He's too, So, I, nothing against his politics, but he's a he's an entertainer. I don't have time for entertainment, so I buy once or once in a while when I want to be entertained. So, I turn him on. He's very funny, you know, and he doesn't bother me. I agree with most th- most, not all the things he says. So, but he, you know, at the end of the day, he's uh, whatever. So, but once in a blue moon, I don't want to hear what he wants to say. And I don't care less what he has to say about immigration or Obamacare or whatever. But I want to hear something interesting. I want to hear him say. When, when, I, you know, I actually heard when Obama won that next day. I listened to that day as I was driving the car. And I heard him, I, he, I hope he fails. I heard that famous speech. Like I don't, I don't, very rarely. But so, but if I want to hear it, so one day I turned to him and he actually said the smartest thing I've ever heard him say. Has nothing to do with politics. Had zero to do with politics. And the most serious thing I've heard of him said, it's an unbelievable thing. I think it was his birthday. I'm not sure why I turned it on if it was his birthday. I really don't care about his birthday. But it was his birthday. And he said an unbelievable thing. He said that um, he has a serious hearing issue. Uh, He has a real big hearing aid, apparently. Almost completely. Completely. And he was saying how lucky he is that this Technology to allow him to hear is created the past twenty years. He could have been born in any time in history, and had, Forgetting not having a, a job that pays him millions of dollars a year. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to hear. He wouldn't be able to hear, right? So the technology in one minute, this same person who is deaf, of course, the technology to hear the next day, right? I i dealt with somebody who has uh, a serious ailment. And for years, for years, they suffered. And, bam, someone was cu- cured, and their whole, their whole life is different. I mean, radically, I can't get the details, but radically different. Like, radically different. Of course, tomorrow could fix it. And if it doesn't fix it this way, I and mean, actually I'm gonna hit on this, the next thing in a minute. So, God, if you don't want to give me this, it's for my best. But you know what? It could be that you're going to change it in one second. I, I, I know that if it's meant to be, if you, because you love me and you care, about it, you know what's best for me, in one second, it could change. God is, right. God is. I think I say over here. Shem knows what's best for me, even better than I uh, no I, I myself know. He is your father. He created you. He fashions you, right? But Omar. Allah in smakni betin mima'imav relying for the time I'm born to do exactly what I need for me. And Iov how can chalat techenik v'gvena tikafeh just like you make the milk into a cheese. God does exactly. He knows exactly what's best for me. Now, let me just tell you something. My kids. I know that I have to do everything that's best for them with the reason I can. This is one You know, but I know one thing. If one kid's shorter and one kid's taller, one kid's smarter and one kid's not as smart. One kid has more of an outgoing personality. Now, I'm going to try to fix them as much as I can. You know, I can't well, I can't stretch them and make them taller. You know, one's skinnier. But I don't want to think that Hashem, you know, Hashem made them exactly what they're supposed to be, right? You know, if, if if I was my oh, wife's very tall of course but I was 6 foot 2 I don't know if I would have got married to my wife it wouldn't have been for me necessarily right and that would have been terrible for me I should have given knows in advance what's the best like, when I think about how I got married you know let me tell you I was in Israel I was never, never planning to come back <laughs> I was never planning to come back I was close to keeping one day but I followed will Moshe Fein since I kept two days I plan to stay in Israel and be a mashkikh of yeshiva. That was... If you would have asked me when I was 24 years old, what I was going to do, I would have told you that would be my life story. Alright? I would have stayed in Israel. I was only dating girls who wanted to live in Israel. Okay? I ended up getting uh, pneumonia when I was in Israel. And I was in the dorm, in the mir yeshiva, which is not a good place to have a pneumonia. So... And at the time, I was like, this is true. I could go on. This is not for dating. As day as Americans, well, it? it was like just not for me. Just culturally, not for what I was looking for. You know, it's a different... And, and the truth is, I spoke to great sages. G'daylub said, don't do that. You should marry someone with a very similar background. You need to marry someone you can relate to. And you know, it's a great, it's a great, according to quote Adam Gadol, they're Israelis who speak English. They're not Americans, right? You know about that, right? <laughs> right? There israel what I'm definitely not American. right the Israelis just speak English. They grew up in Israel, so they're not Americans. You need to marry someone you can relate to. So I had that in my mind. So I said, you know what? I the pneumonia I got to go back to. I, I spoke to uh, Adam Gobble who told me take care of myself, and if necessary, go back to America. Because um, I've been in like here for three weeks, I felt terrible in the storm, and so I decided, okay, I was going to go back to America. But I, when I was going to be in America, I was only going to date, only going to date girls who wanted to move to Israel. So right? So I went home to Florida, literally within a week I was better because it turned out it was not bacterial pneumonia, it was viral. It just took me a while to get better. And also, you know, when I was when I was younger I didn't know what sleep was. I still don't know what sleep is, but then I really didn't know what sleep was. So I actually slept a little bit. I had a, a bed without t- ten roommates, you know, things like you know, basic necessities. My my room was you know mopped more than once a year, like things that you don't have necessarily when you're a a, a bachar in a dorm, a little a um, month. But you know what? Now it was Hanukkah time, and I wa- I planned to, if I was going to America, I was going to go to Lakewood Yeshiva. I, I, I thought you know i will going to Lakewood, but the problem is I can't get to Lakewood Topesach. Pesach. Okay, I can't go to Lakewood Topesach. Pesach. So I said, I have to go to somewhere, to Pesach. So I was going to go to Chaim Berlin, Pesach. And I'm like, I, I looked at for a day or two, I'm like, it. so I remembered Shar HaTorah was a yeshiva in Queens, where I had actually been accepted before I went to the mirror, and I decided not to go there. And I knew a couple of friends there. And the mirror was learning a mesechta Baba Kama. I was learning Baba Kama, and, and, and Shar HaTorah was learning Baba Kama. So I said, you know what, I'll go to Shar HaTorah for four months, for four months, till I go to Lakewood after Pesach. This way, I learn about the Kama. It won't be such a change. I'll date. I'll be. So I went to Sharan Torah. I said, "Wait, this is great. This is fantastic. I don't have to travel from Lakewood to date." They had a top level shir by Rabbi Epstein or Kama Epstein. starts speaking to the elder of shir of Selig Epstein. I said, "I'll go to Lakewood when I get married. I have to go to Lakewood now. This is this is going well." So, P.S. My shadchan was. Ooh, 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 my shulkin was the the uh, the executive director of the yeshiva. He said, I with with But ha- look at my life. Like, you know, I was never planning to leave Israel. I was never. I'm telling you, I mean, if you ask my mother, I and sort of, you know, I was never planning to leave Israel. Right? And then for what, a million things happened. I ended up learning a Shara Torah, and that's how I got ended up getting married. I could break that do that a hundred times. More. I'm sure we could all do it. i was giving you a person with the you need stories I know, I'm a, you know I'm a storyteller but the talk on it, stories count, it, it crystallizes it right? I could have been right? Hashem gives exactly what we're supposed to be exact heights we're supposed to be of course you have to take your calcium vitamin D blah 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 but after we've done our due diligence we're getting what we need we have to know that Hashem knows what's best for me even better than myself I didn't think it was a good thing I got in the moment you know, trust me I didn't think it was a good thing I got a pneumonia. I mean, even, uh, I, I was going to tell you another thing. When I, I, when I went to the University of Pennsylvania Law School, I was not planning to go there. I had been accepted, I, you know, I, I went, you know, I, before the mayor was accepted, I deferred it for two years to NYU Law School. And then, and, you know, I had no plans. I'm saying zero plans to do something like that. And, the, I was going to Israel, Sukkot time, with my wife's family. It was a deadline for applications. I thought, you know what, you know what, let me apply, just l- see what happens, anyways. Cause, you know, a, like whatever. So I threw an application in to the mail for 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 Penn. I, just, I think I was going to go, Columbia, whatever. So and I ended up going to Penn. Right, that changed my life radically. I don't know if I would have been a robotist Otherwise, I it was but a million, a million things. Hashem right? knows what's best in a million ways, right? I mean, there's so many things in our lives that we, and, and here's the thing. Actually, well, I'll say that for the next thing. You, we have to know that we, that we, we, you know, we have talk on that you know, there are people who are upset of their physical traits. If we have a person, government has a uh, uh, a a liability, be it uh, asthma or diabetes or a struggle. It's exactly what we have to deal with it. If you have asthma, you better control it. If you have diabetes, you better take care of yourself. Right? And, and certainly shouldn't cause diabetes, which is, could be caused, by, you know, for older people overweight. That, again, if we smoke, we hurt ourselves. not Hashem. I'm talking about things that we've done our part. Are things that are, are, we're born with. Right? Hashem gives us exactly what we need. Exactly. Right? And everybody, you're supposed to hear this message tonight. You're, you chose to come here. <laughs> right? But we're all supposed to hear this. Right? This, gives us what we, he knows what's best for us. Right? Could you imagine, if I would have been sick thinking my life is over, because I'm not in Israel right now. And by the way, I forgot, I skipped a crucial part. This is crazy. So I got to America, and, you know, in America, so I started with to Ruzal Gepstein uh, I started speaking to him. Was, Ruzal gepstein was when the G'day Lehador, when he passed away, I mean, when the elders ages of America. So I started dating, and, you know, basically got to America, and I, I caught my dating pool by 90%. Because not most American girls, even if they want to go to Israel for colo for a few years, they're not, they don't want to make aliyah. Okay? So I said to him, I said, should I have betachon? That it will be okay. So he said to me, he said, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I said, you're cutting out 90% of, of girls legitimate. And have good reason, they're close to their families, you know, all kinds, and I, I can break down what kind of girls want to make aliyah or not at, at young ages. But most of them are actually less close to their families, just for the record. Because if you're very close to your family, you, you, have, if your family's making like King Ali, that's one thing. But there are idealistic type, there are those. But a lot of them, I noticed, were from homes which were less strong. And they had less of a family tie in America. Just my own observation, and I think he told me that as well. It, you know, because if somebody's very close to their family, they're not interested in living thousands of years. It's not a crazy thing. You know, there are those who are very idealistic, who love the land of Israel, love Torah, and, it wasn't saying everyone's like that, but there are amongst them where where those said, "Why would you cut off... for God?" Especially if you don't know we you're gonna end up in life, anyways. Like, and I can tell you, I had a lot of friends who kept one day in Israel who are living in New York and New Jersey, and a lot of friends who never thought they'd live in Israel. Right? And you know, and he told me something which I always, which I always tell everyone: you don't marry a place, you marry a person. The most important decision you'll ever make in your life is who you marry, and you marry a person, not a place. Right? And if you you should not base your decision in marriage on a place. Right? You marry a person. So, at that point, I changed my dating thing. Like, I would have never heard that message in Israel. I would have, you know, and I, and I, and I, and my whole life would have been radically different. And, and I, you know, you know, Hashem knows what we're supposed to hear. As I mentioned, we're all supposed to hear this tonight. I was supposed to hear that that day. Right? I, I was supposed to hear that that day. Right? I changed my life. It's not like I heard, it's not like I heard something, I made a decision about dating. Right, it changed not only my life, all of my descendants till Mashiach comes lives. Hey, right? Hashem knows what. We're, now, okay, I could have had the choice. I said, have said, I know better than you. I know better than you." You know, I, I, I'll tell you a story like that also. Cause it's important to know that we, we, we. we I, a friend of mine told us a story. There's a yeshiva in Israel called Machon Shlomo. Okay, Machon Shlomo is a Balchiva yeshiva. So. With Baal Tshuva, sometimes a boy gets, becomes a Baal Tshuva, and he gets all excited. And sometimes little sometimes he a little bit too excited. Like anything in life, it has to be at the right pace. There's a boy who was not leaving Yeshiva. Just literally was staying there day and night. And it was imbalanced. Imbalanced. This is about 25, 30 years ago. So the Rosh Yeshiva were like all concerned about this person. They said, you have to go to one day to the beach. Now there's all those separate beaches. Separate beaches. So, it was a summertime, and they were forcing, so one of the Rosh Yeshiva, force this boy, literally force the boy, to go to the beach. Right? Go, to go to the beach. So, the boy goes to the beach, a separate beach, I think, in the tanya or wherever it was, and unbelievably, this is 30 years ago, on the beach that day, was Rav Yosef Shalom Elyashin. All right, all right, yeah, okay. So <laughs> this is like the Rosh Hashanah brings. Now Rosh was sitting on the beach, wearing clothes and reading a uh, reading, reading like uh, like a a a So the 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 boy, Rosh Hashim brings this boy over to Avyasha and he asks him, "What are you doing here?" So that could have been maybe four years ago, even. So Avyasha said to him, the Chazanish told him when he became a dayan. Five days a year, he has to relax. 354 days a year. Five days a year, he has to make sure he relax. He'll burn out. That's what the Chazanesh told Rabbi Yoshev decades before that. So five days a year, he said, this is the first nice day. So I came. This boy heard this from Yashav Yoshev. Right? Rabbi Yoshev told him this. Right? Rabbi Yoshev brought him to the beach. He went back to Yeshiva. Didn't listen to Rashi Yeshivas. He said, I know better than you. I'll be Rabbi Yoshev. I'll be a chazanish. P.S. The boy broke down and did not stay religious. Because Hashem could give us messages. <laughs> he got hear them, Right? But Hashem knows what's best for us. That boy should have listened to that message that day. Right? When, we, it's not like we, 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 did, we, when I say Hashem knows what's best for us, No, I say the author says, He'll give us what's best. We still gotta deal with it. He'll give us the opportunities. We're, and, and the opportunities will be wherever we are at life. Whatever station we're at, Hashem knows it's best, but we still got to take take handle, get hold of it. Right? There are people who 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 are given many opportunities and just throw them out, or don't listen, or or don't do it, or, or warnings, or excitements, or right? We we still are obligated to do our part. The next is. It was number five, it. just as how much i helped me many times in the past, it will help me again now. Um we should, we should ta'ala, um. a second. he kind of skips it over here for now so just, he'll go back to the next chapter the, but that's an important point if the, the more we know actually it's important like I'm telling you it's over I'm just thinking about it you know I wasn't playing talking about my Shara Torah experience with my wife you know just came to my head as I did but it's a reminder how Hashem helped me and, help, right? and the next challenge that I'll have and there are many challenges that I have in my daily life you know I know Hashem will help me oh, Hashem will help me as well right I don't I have to do my part but I know that if I'm doing my part Hashem is going to give me exactly what I need Right? But I need to know that experience I had it reminds me. It reminds me when I threw in an application that day that I was supposed to be a student of Shmuel Kamenotsky. I didn't realize it at the time, right? That would change my life, right? I don't. You don't know things when they happen, right? But I know that I'm going to do what makes sense, intelligent decisions. Right? Nothing crazy. Right? We're not suicide bombers over here. Right? I'm sorry if I mentioned. I'm going to do something over there, but uh right. But after I done, it, I know just like in the past times, told me. He's led me so far. We, all to that we sometimes feel that people can hurt us. There's fears. There's fears of coworkers, of people. All everyone can. My parents. Parents. My mom's gonna kill me. My father. My no one's can hurt you. It's all it's Hashem's world. Um. Everything comes from Hashem. It means that Hashem could appoint someone a this. But everything comes from Hashem. Nothing. Zero. That happens in this world. Not, not ISIS, not ISIL, not Hezbollah, not Hamas, not terrorist bombers, not lone shooters in Denmark or in France. It happens with Hashem saying. Right? Nothing. Zero results. Right, that ha- happens without that. No, if a person got ever got killed for that, now listen. If a person should put themselves in a dangerous situation, so something's dangerous. If a person walks into Jinnin or Ramallah wearing a with no protection, either <laughs> what do you expect, right? That's not. But if a person does their due diligence, they're in a, a safe area. They're they're jogging in Boston, right? And someone blows them up. They were supposed to be blown up that day, and and that was for their best for whatever reason. I'm not glad to know the reasons, right? Right? As opposed to a person putting themselves in a dangerous, uh, situation. Nobody could hurt a person, though. Everything comes from Hashem. The grass could dry, but Hashem's word is forever. Right? Hashem's word is however. Um, and lastly, God's is the ultimate kindness, right? <laughs> Hashem is good to all. Here, you know, I, I actually re Eddie, and he was here a couple of years ago, he said a great, great marshal. He said, actually, he's a Jonathan Sachs's from, from London's. And he said, That those days, how lucky we got with all these beautiful things we have over here. In the days of old, three years ago, centuries ago in Amakad we had a white wall and no beautiful mosaics so he said imagine this wall, wall right? if you put a black dot on this wall maybe it's even a, a, a hundredth of this wall even a big wall mm-hmm. where the eye fixates on the black dot the eye fixates on the black dot right? we tend to fixate on the negatives in our lives we're like we just like a harp on these negatives in our lives and we don't appreciate it right You don't appreciate it. Like I said, I think, one of the past lessons, I was counseling a student who, not from, from, someone from the East Coast, I'm very close with, I was involved in becoming observant, or more observant, I should say, and four great kids, one kid's a problem. And this person is mourning every day of their lives. So what's your problem? You have so much bracha in your life. Like, why are you wasting your life? I didn't tell her she has 35 to 40,000 days because she didn't have that many. <laughs> she was older, an older person. You know, she maybe has 10,000 days, live, 20,000 days of her life left, and she's mourning. Beautiful children, grandchildren, you know, a great life. What are you doing to yourself? You're just harping on the negative. You know, why wouldn't you enjoy all of the bracha you have? You husband has a good job. You have great things. What are you doing? You're sitting there mourning. Mourning. You have so much gifts. So much bracha. That's the, the saddest thing. People mourn. They don't enjoy all of Hashem's gifts. You know, they 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 have this disability or this thing they want. If anything Hashem gives what's best for us, we don't even appreciate the gifts. There's so much good in to enjoy life. and We, fi- we focus on the little black. Which, by the way, is for our best, whether you know it or not. And there's so much that a person loses out. It's so a person has to think of Hashem's chesed, toiv Hashem kol varachol kol basam. Hashem loves; He takes care of. We all are until him. Nice and lacham the chol baser kilol mechazter. Hashem gives lacham the chol baser. I'm going eat tonight. We're gonna have food for Pesach. We're gonna have food for Pesach for Hashem. All right. All right. He right? This person really, really, really inculcates these seven things. He really knows that Hashem has these seven qualities. Right? loves us. He takes care of us. He knows what's best for us. He's all powerful, right? He can live with reality. I mean, that's Mishnechas Adom Aram is simple because if we believe in Hashem. Rav Arumun has spoken last week. There's nothing, nothing to There's never a point in life which is too difficult. Nothing to fear for. We're never locked in anything in life. Yisal building nivon lechaneivas the psukim. That's why I just brought these to illustrate this. Because uh, he's bars el Adom. If this chazik, we strengthen ourselves, We work on it. We inculcate it. We're ondom aluach libelcha. We 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 put it on on our on our hearts. To know that the, the, the truth of Hashem's is kindness. And we're so lucky. When we say Shlowa Sani, go every morning, we should do a jig. A jig! Right? When we say ani, we should say, we do a jig. When we say we should do a jig. Don't do a jig again. and, and, and uh, Especially if there's men around for the ladies, right? Be lots of, yes. But my point is, it should be an internal jig. Right? You know what a jig is? A, a, a rikud. <laughs> I'm uh, right. um. You've talked about the thought then we can trust Hashem with our lives. You have to worry. After what We have to do our part. Absolutely. We're obligated reliable to do whatever we can. But after we've done what, our due diligence, there's nothing, zero to worry about. It's all true it is zero. And all worry is a waste. All worry is a waste. Of course, part of our due diligence is prayer. A large part of it's prayer. A very large part of it's prayer. But after we've done our due diligence, right, well, well, Hashem's taking care of us. Nothing to worry We can be like that little kid crossing Meridian, crossing the 280, holding up a our parents' house. Nothing to worry about because Hashem's holding our hand. We can trust Hashem. And if anything happens which is negative, we know that that negative is for our best. You know, we know, we can know that does exactly what's good for us. If this thing which is a, a, a face glance, prima facie, negative, it's for our best. We won't, we won't be angry how Hashem chose for us. why why me because for you (laughs) this is perfect that's the answer this is why you for you this is what you need as we say every night when do we when do we say it sound familiar huh what when else good Havdallah, Right? Havdallah, right? Why do we say Havdallah? I'll take the kosher because when a person is leaving Shabbos, going to the weekday, you have to know Hashem's with us all week. Hey, right? every day you gotta feel Hashem in our lives. Sheminamar even when saras or y'all gonna agony come to me with Hashem Hashem Akra, I call it Hashem, because I feel Hashem in our lives this actually will be the last class next week is Purim the week after I'm going to do preparing for Pesach and I think we'll probably hold till after Pesach and we'll, we'll resume then but I will say uh, I, I will say I mean if people really want I can do it the night before Pesach but I'm not sure if that's going to be the best uh, um, but I will say like this there is no better time to work on Mitochan than other in Nissan. Right? we've actually finished two chapters now alright uh, if we review this if we inculcate this the Paris, the fruits are eternal. The fruits are we live better lives, we live more correct lives, right? We live more tranquil lives, I and mean, we most importantly we live lives where we truly are Torah Jews, and that's a Torah Jew feels Hashem in our lives. A Torah Jew doesn't just believe in Hashem, but a Torah Jew trusts in Hashem. Okay, thank you.